Welcome to the new best rivalry in baseball. And we're here with another episode of 90 Miles Podcast. 90 miles, a uh, distance from Wrigley Field to Miller Park. And uh, yeah, that that makes it quite a battle. I mean, uh, you know, I could, I could uh, um, you know, you could throw, throw a... a a pile of poo poo, you know, that distance and, and, uh, I I don't know where I'm going with this, but, uh, I have no idea where you're going with this either. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of BS between us. So I suppose there's a lot of poo poo. Yeah. Yeah. Involved in the podcast. Is that really where we're going? Is this our opening? Yeah. (laughs) This is terrible. The the poo poo throwing (laughs) is beginning already. Um, this is, uh, this is serious. I mean, come on, whatever. <laughs> oh, it's serious. So. It's, it's, it's seriously not our best opening. <laughs> well, that's, it is what it is. So whatever. But, uh, in any case, uh, Cubs, <laughs> Cubs are better than the Brewers. So there's that, um, you know, uh, um, certainly a half game difference is makes yeah, it fun. The standings- it, I, you know. The standings would say that the Brewers are still better than the Cubs, same as last year's standings did. But you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It it, uh, it keeps. You, I mean, you can try talking about run differential and say how much better you are at that. Well, great. That doesn't get you into the get you into the seventh game in the National League Championship Series. Uh, does it? Okay. Well, uh, and that and that's all all you got. So, um, but anyways, well, uh, the Cubs more than uh, you had last year. <laughs> <laughs> calmer than you are anyways yeah uh, pretty much right <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you just calm down walter yeah yeah <laughs> um you know the uh i guess being a half game up i mean it's it's nice to give you some hope for a little bit more of the season but um i think think some things are going to shift here especially when a certain closer um gets into um season form here and and joins the cubs which we'll be well, talking certainly the cubs needed a lot of help the back end of the bullpen was absolutely atrocious uh, i'm not gonna de- so far i'm not gonna deny that but it, they're still right, right in there right up How there could you deny uh, it? at the top of the central um so yeah you know. yeah yeah well so the good news is the cardinals are way a ways back yeah that's really gonna, that's that's good. really the important thing to we take away on that it's only June. There's a lot yeah. of baseball left to be played. We're going to talk today about, obviously, the Craig Kimbrell signing. We're going to kind of pit that against what the Brewers did this spring, kind of debate what's better, what the best value was, perhaps. We're also going to do a little bit of a head-to-head Kimbrell versus Hater type of talk. Yep. Uh, that'll be later on. We've got a tweet of the week, which uh, really emphasizes what we were just talking about, how close things are in the Central, how... Uh, Already fans on Twitter, I mean, all season, these fans watch each other. That's why it's such a great rivalry. Yes, rivalry. Uh, But we're going to get into that, get some predictions in. I think we actually have some predictions to wrap up, if I'm not mistaken, too. Oh, I think we might. Yeah. We do, and I don't think we prepared for it at all. So you guys get to sit with us as we (laughs) sift through that. It'll be awesome. We'll figure it out, but... We always do. We always do. Uh, then we got the NL Central breakdown. So we're kind of getting into, 
I kind of like to call it free agency 2.0. Keuchel and Kimbrel coming off the heap yes. after waiting through the spring. Long, long time yes. uh, coming. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I want to mention before we dive in, um, we do have a, a giveaway going on where yes, if we you do. go to 90milespodcast.com and subscribe, There's you'll see the uh, midsummer giveaway. Go there, sign up on the mailing list. Um, trust me, it's worth it. You don't have to buy anything. Just go there, sign up. You'll hear about when we have new episodes dropping and any other fun stuff. And uh, we'll have a drawing. Um, uh, well, during the um, actually by the All Star Game at the end of the night. What is it? That night of the All Star Game. I think it's July. Yeah, July tenth, I believe, yes. by twelve oh one Central. That's when the closing. If you weren't signed up, if you weren't. A subscriber to the podcast by then you will not qualify yes uh, there's some awesome prizes we're starting out at the 30 35 dollar level you know talking really nice shirts hats and it goes all the way up to a very very high level based on how many subscribers we get so tell all your friends yeah. get your cub fans your brewer fans to sign up and don't forget let's just enjoy the podcast let's have some fun let's talk some crap this is yeah. brewers cubs smack talk time yes so the Cubs stink so bad, they got to go out and blow the entire budget they claimed they didn't have on one on one Craig Kimbrell. Okay, so... It's Theo's League, baby. Theo's League, right? Come on. We've talked about it already. We talked about the fact that, and I've admitted as much, that that was one weak area the Cubs was their bullpen. Um, yet again, they didn't really have a lockdown closer of any kind you know in 2016 um when they went out and got chapman i mean that was a huge difference maker um and they needed that um and uh you know it's sort of sort of the same thing this year i i think uh, that was key and and to get one of the best uh of all time arguably oh wow (laughs) potentially you know hall of fame trajectory um you know okay uh that's yeah you can't deny that now uh, i'm not not arguing with you okay all right um you bring you bring him in with this mix um you know this is now a couple of things had to happen for this to kind of unfold now uh of course uh cubs uh, front office isn't saying that that it's because zobrist for sure is not coming back or anything like that i mean if zobrist does not come back that does loosen up almost all of this year's salary for um kimbrell so so that i mean that plays a role it did loosen up payroll but also they did they did say you know sometimes you got to wait till you get into the season and do some further accounting and it, and it looked like they they did have some more money loosen up so i don't think they're in a position to to get him earlier but things changed and since he was still there it's like well you have to sure you have to do it um, right so the the cubs basically now have a 121 and a half million dollar lockup on their pitching staff the Brewers have about 125.2 million for the entire 40-man roster. So, yeah, it's nice when you've got the kind of money in the bankroll to have borderline dead contracts on your <laughs> Theo's league. You know, you got the U Darvish thing. At least Jason Hayward's played fairly well this year. Well, U Darvish, you've got a, that the Brewers still, can't afford to make these kinds of mistakes. Is my point. I don't, I don't so think you can Mil- say that's a mistake yet. 
And uh, Hayward, yes, uh, that probably is a little overpaid. That's deeper. He's deeper into that contract at this point, although he's been better early this year. He's been not quite as good lately, although, um, you know, he's been throwing some sparks again. I I think overall he's going to end up with a better offensive year this year. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it it helps to have a likable team uh and a winning team 2016 um yeah that does that does add to the payroll Un- unlike you know the brewers who um you know wow just like yeah yeah whatever the whole point of this segment <laughs> is for me to argue with you and point out what the brewers front office did this spring versus signing kimbrell yeah yeah what i wanted to what i wanted to get at is craig kimbrell in the next two seasons, this year he's going to make ten million alone, and yes. that's just for the second half of the season. The next two seasons, he's going to make sixteen mil each year. The Brewers' highest paid pitcher is Yolis Chassin, and he's right around six and a half mil per season. Yeah, but- the Brewers looking. Well, no, no, slow. Down. Let me get to my point here. The Brewers <laughs> looking at things in the spring. When this was all going on, there was a time in February where the Brewers and Kimbrell were really linked closely together. Now, that's post the Yasmani Grandal signing, but it is still pre-Gio Gonzalez because that happened during the season, and it is still before the Moustakas thing, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Moustakas and Grandal filled two holes on this team that were pretty massive in the lineup. Last year for the Brewers, if you look at 2018, at the catcher position, they finished 19th in Major League Baseball in war. They're currently sitting at 11th. It's a nice jump. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yasmani Grandal is having a fantastic year. If you look at second base, this was a huge hole. They were 18th overall in war. Wins above replacement is what that means. It's a great way to evaluate players. Gives you some good ideas. They're currently fourth in Major League Baseball at the second base position. So two big leaps in their lineup, right? What that did is it opened up and lengthened that lineup big time. Now, we've had some huge regression from Jesus Aguilar on the Brewers and some huge regression from Travis Saw. Outside of that, this team is putting up runs at a very good clip. It is a very deep offensive staff. Now, the one thing that couldn't have been predicted, uh, Corey Knebel going down, and that's where Brewer fans get really upset. Why didn't you go sign Kimbrel? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Th- they brought in Moustakas and Grandal on one-year deals each. That's how this team has to plug holes. David Stearns knows what he's doing. If you lock in Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell sorry, at 16 mil per year for three straight years, that is a huge chunk of your salary. I understand yeah, why return, it looks necessary. That's return on but investment. the Brewers, are the you Bre- kidding me? That's that's. Am I kidding you on what? Uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> I understand why they did what they did versus getting Kimbrel, right? Do you want to swap oh, out sure, Grandall for sure. Kimbrel? No, no, I'm just saying. I, don't. I'm the, I'm the, you're, I want a full season sound, of Grandall, a full season of Moose. You're making it sound like it's a waste of money. Uh, I, you know, I mean, the it's quality, a gamble. It's a bigger, it's a bigger gamble than Mustakas and a, a bigger. That is. Hold I mean, on a second. The gamble on Mustakas and Grandall for one season each. To fill some holes and really put together a deep lineup. And that's exactly what they're doing. There's no yeah. gamble in it because if they fail this season, right. you trade them off or whatever. You know, you don't have them well, on the books go, for next year. You know, you play poker, go big or go home. I mean, you know, you just want to play it safe. Yeah. I mean, how I many also tournaments play poker. are you going to win playing it safe? Well, here's the thing. You can't win a tournament if you don't have a bankroll because you can't play. And no. the Brewers are bankrolling properly according to what they need to do, is my point. Okay. Craig Kimbrell would have been an awesome signing. I would have loved to see him on the Brewers. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to lie. That's why you're but so the thing irritated. Is, well, no. I don't want to gamble on him for three years. 
the Brewers couldn't afford really? to tie up three. I don't think so. Really, you wouldn't I think gamble, you're gonna look at you wouldn't gamble on Kimbrough for three years. Not at sixteen mil a year. That's the whole reason they didn't oh. sign him in the first place. I was very excited when they were looking at him as a possibility in spring. They had his elbow looked at, and everything kind of got quiet after that. I don't know if there is an elbow issue or not. not I'm assuming that the Cubs no, did their due diligence. No indication well, on that uh, at this. Point. There was no indication on Corey Knebel either. So if they found the same kind of issue in in you know, Crimble could pitch three years with the same problem Knebel did because that's what Knebel did do. Uh, the the thing was. I liked what the Brewers did in the long run. It makes sense to build that lineup and go get some help at the deadline. The Brewers were in better position bullpen-wise from the get-go than the Cubs were. The bullpen wasn't the Brewers' biggest need. They had to stay within budget. That's why I'm arguing with that. I think Moose and Grandal were actually the right signing versus Kimbrel in the spring for Milwaukee. Is this a good signing for the Cubs? Of course it is. It is for this year, for sure. We'll see how it goes down the road. Well, I, I don't see how there's going to be an issue the next two years with Kimbrel. I mean, unless uh, some fluky stuff happens. Um, I mean, you're talking about, you know, one of the best uh, closers, potentially. You know, I mean, he's he's way up there. I mean, I, I don't want to get into the specifics with that yet because I want to save it for when we talk Kimbrel versus Hayter. Um, sure. A little later, but um, you know uh, that the Kimbrel signing it, is it. It isn't like a matter of the cut. You know, Cubs, Cubs bullpen, especially uh, closing out games. Of course, I knew in spring. I mentioned it multiple times. That's the one weak spot. That's the one weak spot. You know, and let's, let's see what happens and and everything. And uh, you know, the the thing is, is is one person. It, it's not it's not on Kimbrel's shoulders to do everything. What really because right? But what it does is it improves the rest of the bullpen because it gets them. It gives them a better. There's a better chance that they're going to be matched up more properly. They're not going to have to go multiple innings. They're not going to be coming in and high as high leverage or like cl- closing the game um, situations right. that maybe they're not don't have kind of the the characteristics to do that kind of thing. Um, they, it's going to put the rest of the bullpen in a better position for success exactly and that's it that's, that's a exactly huge, huge thing that's a, it is a huge thing and that's exactly what Mustakas and Grandal did for the Brewers lineup they're pulling the weight that Jesus Aguilar pulled last Not last true. first half okay. of the season all right so all that's right. kind of my point they solidified the lineup up and down absolutely the Cubs bullpen has gotten better you don't have Pedro Strope closing once Kimbrel gets back assuming he's the same Kimbrel we know which is fairly safe to do. Everything's pointing in that direction. Um, he's been there. Could be some rust for a couple of weeks. You know, yeah, there's no doubt takes, about that. Takes a little bit, but he's he's been working out um, all this time. I mean, he I listened to a lot of different interviews with him. I mean, he was, uh, you know. He's been throwing the ball. He actually had to cut back on doing weights. He was he said he was turning into a football player a little too much. So you know he's he's in shape. He's not you know been sitting around or anything. Right. Um, and uh, but yeah, to get into baseball shape to face uh, major league batters, that is another story. So yeah, of course we're going to see. But the Cubs aren't in a rush. Um, they are are he is going to do of course some AAA uh, for a little bit. It might be two. It could be even three weeks before he's uh, with the Cubs and then yeah even initially there um you know see how he does at first that'll be exciting though um but uh you know I, I'll 
take it. I mean, I think it's better. I mean, you know, like Chapman in 16, that was at the trade deadline. That was later. I mean, I think there's something about Kimbrough coming in prior to that like this and having some time, um, you know, of course, having mi- not played for a while is one thing, but but having some time with the team and to get in there and, and have an opportunity kind of to, uh, you know, he said one one draw was the culture um, for sure there at, with the Cubs, you know, and the family-oriented uh, sort of, you know, clubhouse and everything like that. And, and uh, you know, he's got a wife and and kids a kid and stuff like that and they you know that was a whole uh an, another piece so uh i mean and and that's and also i do now come on now can we can we <laughs> honestly just say that it boiled down to the money otherwise he would have been signed in spring i you know i, I there, yeah there might be some elements of that, that but you know some uh, well <laughs> i think uh, there's uh, about jason 43 Hayward, million elements to that and and and, <laughs> and if kimbrell works out well jason hayward can get some credit because he he played with uh kimbrell uh and uh and i guess a bit sent a big long text to kimbrell and kind of persuading him as well which i kimbrell mentioned sure. played a role um as well and uh and the other thing that i think is good is is it not being a, a rental for just this season and then we'll see but that that they went ahead and got him for the next two years as well um i think that that makes a big difference just because it's like well he's gonna be it's like well that's it's why not- he's in chicago that's why he's in Chicago. They gave him they gave him three years and they gave him the money that he wanted. He wanted a long term deal. That's oh, yeah. exactly my argument is the Brewers couldn't afford to sit on a guy like that. What happens, you know, they've got Knable coming back next year. They've got Hader. They've got some guys that have talent in the bullpen. Now it's been a struggle a bit this year. Uh you, you look at a guy like Junior Guerra, he's been a huge, huge influence. They also lost a Bobby Wall that they traded for. There's been some, you know, some poor luck in the Brewers bullpen. It would have been nice to have Kimbrel through the stretch, but really, I don't see him being the value for the Brewers that he is for the Cubs come next season and the following season when Milwaukee gets yeah, Knable well, back. When Milwaukee is you know, set up a little differently. Milwaukee, when Keston uh, Hira's up, there's a reason Moustakis is a one-year deal. Keston yeah. Hira's the future at second base. Well, Cubs, uh, Cubs just, already have a better lineup, so that's why... No, they don't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the Brewers needed they the really help don't. there. I mean, you, you can't just put everything on Yelich, so... Um, no, they've had a big increase. Uh, you know, Mustakas has a 2.3 wins above replacement. He's slugging 589, 931 OPS, a borderline career year. Do you, is Milwaukee going to be able to uh, to re-sign him next year? Because you know, with those kinds of numbers, he's going to decline the mutual option for 11 million. You know, Yasmani Grandal, 1.4 WAR behind the plate. Those are huge numbers. Yeah, it's a cumulative stat. You know, I had some. It's a cumulative stat. So right. 2.3, and you're 60 some games into the year. No, that's not are bad. You kidding me no that's not that's, bad yeah. i it's uh it's you know mustaka he's got a 931 ops ops um 20 home runs he's sitting i think he's tied for fourth or third in major league baseball he's fairly home fairly even uh numbers home and away splits which which you know unlike yelich you know is one thing <laughs> um <laughs> yelich hit a home run last night uh, in a park very similar to miller park minute Maid park oh yeah so the well. park the park plays a little role the players play a little role sure there's no great explanation for those split differences but he's still 
he's still a borderline all-star player on the road, and he's he's a Greek god at home. So there you go. Well, Moustakis, uh, he also has a 194 batting average, 509 OPS versus the Cubs. Um, you know, that's uh, that's pretty sweet. Um, and then uh, 217 postseason batting average, 625 OPS. So, you know, postseason um now always smaller sample size and always playing against the best but still um I, you know is what it is uh Grandall well you want to talk you want to talk small sample sizes he hit 364 in the NL divisional series against Colorado there's a small sample size for you yeah Colorado you know? um uh two of those games were in Miller Park my friend yeah both hitters parks so Oh my gosh! <laughs> now Mustakas, Mustakas for the for the price of Kimbrel the next three years, the Brewers pay one year eighteen mil and eleven mil basically. Actually, it's ten, so about twenty eight for less than half of that. They get two guys yeah. instead of one, and it's ending at the end of this season. Could they have put their money in Craig Kimbrel? Sure, but they went to strengthen some spots that were holes last year. Second yeah, base was a hole. The lineup. Basically. Second base was a hole. No, the lineup <laughs> wasn't weak last year, but it had holes. Second base was a hole. Catcher was not a uh, productive offensive position. Yeah. I would like to note, too, uh, the shortstop position is quite a bit better this this year. Uh, Orlando Arcia is having a very nice season. He's got eight home runs on the year. He's batting over two fifty, right about where I would hope he would be. Well, that's, that helps a lot, too. Yeah, you need... You need uh need that so you know grand all well, last I was year gonna sh- mention grand all you know we saw him in the postseason a bit um well you did too uh mm-hmm. yeah 107 batting average in the postseason 464 ops um that's well they're two, not gonna they're be two guys having career years we'll see yeah <laughs> we'll see in the postseason that's true uh although it's early so career years or not uh that could just you know regression of the mean at some point here <laughs> Um, but anyway, and progression, progression to the mean for Shaw, progression for Aguilar. Hopefully, uh, yeah. those guys have really struggled. <laughs> yeah. No, they have really struggled. If you if you take that lineup and you take Aguilar out of it, you slide Shaw to first, Mustakas to third, and you bring Hira in and put him at second. All of a sudden, you've got a lineup that's basically seven or eight players deep, about as deep of a lineup as you're going to find in the National League. Uh, so it's exciting. Yeah, but that is kind of the. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this. Yeah, for better, for better or for worse. For worse um, you know, Cubs didn't need uh, offensive help. They needed bullpen help. Kimbrel signing is couldn't be a better way to fix that and to do it for a couple years, um, three years. You know, that's, well, two and a half, I guess, sort of. Uh, that that to me is for better by a long shot that just really it's been it's been a while every closer has been one year deals or even a half year deal like with Chapman in 16 and it's just nice to know that that back end um you know is settled here for some time um with one of the best so that's for better um I would I would say looking at the Brewers what they did in the offseason Moustakas and Grindal is for the better as well uh they could have added a left-handed starter before the season. Uh, they waited, and they got Gio Gonzalez. Would it have been nice to get Wade Miley? Well, yeah, look at the year Wade Miley's having. Uh, but that's a different story. Yeah, I think I think gambling on the young pitching was not a bad thing. And to, f- to be sitting here nine games over five hundred, we're recording uh, Wednesday, uh, June twelfth. Uh, I think June it is twelfth morning. So, before before games are played. But yeah. Yep. Yep. A half a game ahead of the Cubs, 
you can't complain about what you did with the pitching right now. Does it? Does the pitching have to get better for Milwaukee to go anywhere in the postseason? Yeah, I uh, think yeah. So. Would Would Kimbrel have made a difference there? Possibly, but would yes. it have been at the sacrifice for Mustakas or Grandal? More than likely. Uh, there's, you know, I think they were looking to get after Kimbrel for a year, maybe two. The Cubs were willing to go three, and I'm sure a couple other clubs were too. That was probably, a half a season of Kimbrel. Yeah, you know what? I, it would have been nice for Milwaukee to be able to add Kimbrel as well. I just don't think it was realistic because he had the timeline that he wanted. Mustakas and Grandal give you a full season of value, and I think that is for the better in this case, even though that means David Stearns has work to do before the trade deadline. Yes. To get some, I, th- I think some middle relief would be great. Uh, a starter might be good, too. The starters are not healthy right now. Shasin's on the injured list. Yeah, well... Um, you know, Gonzalez is on the injured list. When they come back, we'll see a little bit more. But the nice part is that deadline's not until the end of July. You want so uh, Mike, Mike Montgomery or or uh, Chatwood or something? <laughs> Mike Montgomery <laughs> didn't uh, didn't somebody hit one to Mars off of him last night? Oh, yeah. yeah I think uh, I think our buddy Jay Google on uh, on yeah, Twitter mentioned that he has a habit yeah, of giving up. Long, long home runs for some reason. Um, I think I think a couple of the longest home runs this year were off of Montgomery. Um, Ooh, yeah. Well, I know Chase Anderson likes to give up a few, so you're not totally alone on that. Yeah, that's all right. Well, anyways, there- uh, I guess we could shift into tweet of the week here, huh? Are we are we done with Moose and Grandal? I mean, we're gonna. I got a lot more Kimbrel, which you know. Yeah, we got a lot more Kimbrel. <laughs> I think Mustakas and Grandal are clearly having excellent seasons for Milwaukee and without those two in the lineup there's no way the Brewers would be anywhere near where they are even if they had Kimbrel you take away Moustakas or Grandal and I think you still have less wins because those are everyday players yeah I mean I so, yeah Grandal I mean productive wise as, as a catcher I mean he's no Wilson Contreras I mean my god he's right behind Contreras yeah in, offensively in all the numbers well his slashes are 282 381 544 a 925 OPS and he's got 14 home runs. He's right, right on the tails yeah. of, uh, well, of your boy. Contreras is far ahead in the all-star voting, but that's uh, you know another thing. But anyways... Um, what, now you want to... <laughs> what? What is that supposed to even mean? <laughs> Not a lot, actually, I'll admit. Not much. Yeah, <laughs> but. Shocking that the Cubs are winning some of the popularity contest uh, versus, you know, tiny well, they did Milwaukee. Well, they did change it this year because it's, it's just... Those are just finalists that then, you know, starters are determined <laughs> by a... What is it by some kind of a panel or something? Um, so they they did change I it so it's not straight up popularity vote, but it is the initial uh, piece. But the fact that Jason Hayward is even on the list, <laughs> and then Kyle Schwarber is even on the list in the outfield, tells you how much of a popularity contest it really is. Yeah, you're telling you're telling me those are two of the best, two of the top ten outfielders in the National League this year. No, they've had. <laughs> Okay, so actually, Schwarber hasn't even had a good year. He's just barely above 800 OPS. Well, he's turning it around. He's slugging. turning it around here. So he's turning it around, but he wasn't when the voting started. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you know what? Because you know Cubs what? fans know Chicago, he's going to turn it around. So it's you know Chicago can enjoy its gigantic payroll and its big popularity contest. Milwaukee's just going to go ahead and win the division again, nice and quiet. Oh, that is not going to happen. Um, yeah, it won't, you're right. It won't be quiet. I'll make a lot of noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You wanna you wanna do yeah, the, yeah, yeah. go ahead with do the tweet of the week. Yeah, we probably oughta. So 
If today is Wednesday, that means yesterday was Tuesday. Tuesday's games for the Brewers and the Cubs were, uh, well, they weren't exactly great, right? At one point, I believe the Brewers were down 10-5. to 5. The Cubs were down even bigger than that. So our friend on Twitter, good old KS, so at G-O-O-D-O-L-K-S, has a little tweet there. Uh, I'm sure if you're familiar with you know, gifs or gifs, whichever way you want to call it. I think they're both acceptable now. If you're familiar with sports gifs, you'll know that Alonzo morning gif where he shakes his head. He's sitting on the bench. Miami is getting beat by Chicago. Basketball, we're talking NBA. Shakes his head a little bit, but then he kind of raises his eyebrows, thinks, and like, well, okay. Good old KS basically tweeted out, thinks about Brewers game, dot, 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 dot. Then looks at club score. Yeah, <laughs> You know, so... Basically, that's what happened last night for both squads. Yeah. You can switch those two around. Yeah, I, I did like, the oh. same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah. I look, I'm like, oh, go Houston. I mean, yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So last night wasn't the best uh, the best for either team, but it's one of those things. It's it's good to have some fun when you're uh, well, half game, struggling a little bit on the field. Half game difference is fun, and, and you know, you can only swing more than a game or buy as much as a game in one day if both teams are playing. And so this half game difference, it, it makes every day fun. It's like, oh, we're in first. Oh, you're now the other team's in first. Oh, you know, and it's like <laughs> this could go on. Uh, hopefully not all season. Hopefully the Cubs will, you know, especially when Kimbrel comes in, they'll break away and be, be five games up on the Brewers. But, you know. Um, He's going to get shelled. <laughs> 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 but uh for now it, it's fun it's it's fun for the podcast i guess oh yeah <laughs> well this is the drama of the season right it's only june but both teams are looking at each other all right well that's who it is right now is the competition st louis is a little bit out yes. they'll be back i have a feeling i hope not i mean i hope not too i think these two clubs can actually both put space between them and st louis it's it's uh, been themselves uh, and the cardinals as far as cubs and cardinals been interesting it, it basically whoever has the home park wins that's been the story uh solidly sure. down the line which is really bizarre actually um but uh but yeah um to, for both those teams to be all three series they've played have been sweeps is is crazy. Um, That's a little unusual. Yeah, yep. but uh, That's... yeah, hopefully uh, you know the Cardinals can uh, struggle their way down and uh, get out of the way. I would I would like that. I you know we were talking before the season started a, a little bit about. Um, I guess we're going into NL breakdown slightly right now. Maybe. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes up, it comes up. So, I, I, you know, we were talking about the the likelihood of a wild card coming out of the Central being a little less likely, but actually, I mean, um, it's definitely possible. Um, oh, yes. We talked about it being possible. Right now, the way it lays out, it would be that case. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee, I believe, is sitting with tied for the second best record in the National League. The Cubs are right behind them with the third best record, and then you've got... Uh, yeah, uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Milwaukee are all tied for the best record. So the Cubs would be sitting in uh, one of those, right? Yeah, one of those uh, two spots. They'd basically be tied with uh, either Atlanta or Philadelphia for the wild card. Milwaukee would have a half game. A- anyway, long story short, it's totally possible, especially if these two clubs separate themselves. Yeah, we don't necessarily yes. expect it. The reason we were saying that is because St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, all well. 
everybody did things to improve except for Pittsburgh. And actually, Chicago didn't do much, but they already had a very good team. Well, they've done uh, so, some now, but uh, but yeah. Right. Was it right to wait or not? And if Ben Zobris doesn't have his issue, does it even happen? There's all of these different things. Right. How is it going to play out in the long run? I still think Milwaukee's got a great lineup, and they don't... I don't think Kimbrell signing with Chicago affects Milwaukee except in head-to-head games anyway. And, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. It helps Chicago lock down the back end for sure. Well, yeah, and, Long story and short, lengthens their bullpen. It puts the other. Yeah, guy, I mean, Strope yeah, it, is a good relief pitcher. I, I just, I don't know if he's he can quite handle the ninth. You know, Ceshek, great relief pitcher. You've always been warm on Ceshek, and and and. Uh, but actually, I think it was Pat Neshek that I liked, oh. and I kept mixing him up with Ceshek. <laughs> I thought because Neshek with the Phillies is the one that's from Madison, and that's the guy I like. Oh, I don't like yeah, C-Sheck but you like Ceshek the sidearm delivery and all that. You've you've well, said uh, that's because I thought he was Neshek, uh, not Ceshek. <laughs> oh my god! I think two people have names that similar. That's very weird, and look like that, and they pitch the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it's, know uh, that's really weird. But anyways. it's obvious why I was confused. I think. <laughs> Anyhow, well, Cichek is solid though. But again, I mean, you know, he's been put out there to close games, which that's definitely not not his no. role. Uh, Kimbrel absolutely lengthens that Cubs bullpen, provided he does what he normally does. There's no reason to expect him not to. It doesn't help the Cubs until the second half of the year. I'm looking at it that way. By then, hopefully, Milwaukee has figured out a couple of things on the front end of the staff so some of these young guys like Peralta can slide back into a middle relief role where he's more usable as a fastball curveball only pitcher because that's what he does he's thrown two percent change-ups this year that's not what you want in a starting pitcher but he's been filling in you know well he struck out seven in four innings last night against Houston that's not nothing but he also got dinged up with some bombs so it is Houston though so makes a difference so the tweet of the week Good old KCS, or I'm sorry, good old KS on Twitter. The Lonzo morning tweet was uh, very appropriate, especially last night when both clubs were getting drubbed relatively early in the game. <laughs> so, yep. Anything else to add on tweet of the week? I mean, we kind of dug into the NL Central a little bit. We'll dig it. We'll do a little bit more before yeah, the end. Yeah, we touched a little at the end, but no, I think that's good. I think that's all good. I think we. I think it's time for a little head to head. We got bullpen yeah. or bolony. I think we want to use a different <laughs> yeah. word there, but bull poop. Uh yeah. <laughs> bullpen or bull poop. The poop throwing. That works. Poop throwing episode. Oh, so. I can't believe you've opened with poop throwing. What the heck? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> I think I, I'm tired or something. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> there, yeah. there was something there, and then as I my mouth was moving and words were coming out, I'm like, okay, now I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I could. I kind of let you kind of let the noose tighten up a little bit on yeah, you too. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Is, what is going on here? All Good right. open, buddy. Bullpen right. or bull <laughs> poop throwing head to head. Bullony, uh, whatever. Kimbrel versus Hater. We we just want to look at just them two, and of course their dynamics within their team as well. But well, obviously, how they stretch out uh, the rest of their bullpen yeah. makes a big difference, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And what other pieces are around them. We've already covered that. Kimbrel is definitely going to improve your team. Oh, Hater. Yeah. If the Brewers didn't have Hater, they would be... Oh, they wouldn't. Yeah, they they'd would. They'd be right down there with St. Louis. Yes, for sure. For sure. They, if not if not lower. 
So, yeah, let's get into it. Why, don't, right. you, why don't you throw some baloney at me? Yeah, well, Kimbrel, I mean, you know, I he his resume speaks for itself. I mean, 333 saves. He, he averages roughly 40 a year, basically. Uh, he's got a 14.7 mm-hmm. strikeouts per nine. Um, now, that's slightly less than Hater, but a larger sample size. So, uh, to maintain that... It's actually quite a bit less than Hater, isn't it? 15.4 is Hater. Um, Kimbrough's yeah, 14. That's career 7. you're looking at. That's career numbers. Yeah. yeah. Now Hader yes. has obviously hasn't been pitching as long, so I mean it's hard to maintain uh, it, for Kimbrough to do that. You know, as many seasons as he's played, that's that's pretty impressive. He's got a 1.91 career ERA. Um, you know, sub two. Sure, ERA. but what have you done for me lately? What has he done for you uh-huh. lately? Right? What yeah, did he do course. for Boston last year? Yeah. Well. Of course you're going to go there. Because of the length of his career, how are you comparing Kimbrell's career numbers to Hayter's career numbers? Why don't we take 2018, a season they were both very vital to their teams, and look at those numbers. Oh, yeah. Kimbrell, 2.74 ERA. Very solid for a closer. Uh, It's not top of the league, but it's good. Uh, 42 saves, a 13.9 strikeouts per nine innings, which is a very good number if you're not familiar with that. Uh, That means you're striking out, if you were to pitch nine innings, 13.9 guys a game. Uh, a whip of .995. Those are solid numbers across the board. What I want to talk about, though, is Hater. If you want to drink some Haterade with me, <laughs> here we go. Nope. His ERA last year, even though he kind of struggled a bit down the stretch, was still over .3 points better than Kimbrell's. He was a 2.43 ERA, meaning he gave up less than two and a half runs per nine innings. He only had 12 saves. He had a different role. Well, he yeah, threw 81 not, and yeah. a... Th- I mean, can't compare on His saves, K per nine. Yeah. Right. 15.8 strikeouts per nine innings, which is ridiculous. And his whip, which is walks or hits per innings pitched. For those of you that aren't familiar, that means how many guys are you letting on base, basically, per inning? 0.81, which is, you know, a, <laughs> a ridiculous number. Kimbrell's was 0.995, basically one guy an inning. Haters was considerably less. And it's only gotten better. He's at 0.7 this year. His K per nine is 18.2 this year. And a 2.20 ERA with 16 saves now, being I'd, used as a stretch guy. Yeah. Go ahead. I, well, I would argue in some ways, though, because of Hater's role, um, that that the leverage, the high leverage situations are more so for Kimbrell more often. No, um, not even close. Well, closing a game, I, you know, uh Getting in there with a save opportunity is about as high leverage as as it can get. Oftentimes, um, no, no, I would disagree. If you look at the usage for Hater, he's brought in when the bases are loaded, when there's problems, whether it be the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. He's brought in at the most important point of every single game. At least last year he was. This year he's been used more as a traditional closer in some circumstances due to the injury to Corey Knebel. Last year he was put in in literally the most high-pressure situation every single game. Sometimes that meant closing out the eighth inning and the ninth inning for two innings. Yeah, saves. well... I, I disagree. I mean, I, I given that, though, then, you know, if you look at uh, um, Hater's uh, um, ERA last year, 2.43, um, but but realize there's probably some runs given up in there that aren't aren't earned against him. Um, if he's coming in with runners on base, um, you know, so he he owns that ERA, but you know, I, I I think there's you know other runs scored there. 
um, as well in in situations. In that case, well, that's why those that's why those that's why those moments are even more important. He had very few inherited runners score. If that's what you're referring to, he didn't have a ton. I don't have the number in front of me, but he was brought in in those situations to close it down, and that's what his biggest role was. He was used in 81 and one third innings compared to Kimbrel's 62 and a third. That tells you that he threw longer in certain higher leverage situations. Well, right, right, uh, and and because of that, I think there is, uh, you know, like like Madden did that last year. Uh, you know, different fake outs with pinch hitters kind of trying to get get Hater in a game, knowing that he's probably not going to be pitching the next day because because of that, because of uh, yeah, because of how they used them, because yeah. of how they use them, and and that you know, there's some strategy, there's there's an uh, an ability to exploit that to some degree. Um, you know, whereas you you look at especially the playoffs. I mean, you can got you can throw Kimbrel out there. Basically, uh, if it's, if he's a traditional one one inning, which which he is, and which hopefully Madden will use him that way, um, unlike Chapman in sixteen, which was irritating, but that's another thing. Um, you got, uh, <laughs> I mean, then then you got that. I mean, he can come out and and get that ninth every time if needed. You know. Um, well, do you really want to talk about Kimbrel last year in the playoffs? Are you sure you want to no, go there? No, I'm not going there, but... Uh... <laughs> I bet you're not. I'll go there for you. How about this? Over the six years and eight series that Kimbrell's pitched in the postseason, his ERA is 3.92. That is not what you want from your quote-unquote Hall of Fame closer. Those are not Mariano Rivera numbers. A whip of 1.258. Yikes. Mm. Okay, strikeouts per nine, you know, 10.9. A much more average number when he's facing top-line uh, well, you know, batting last numbers. year. Yeah, last year was a little rough for postseason for him, and and especially against the Yankees. Um, and and that's uh, yeah, I I will admit that. Um, he he talked about that. You know, he, you know, it was a little bit of uh, he, you know, just didn't quite have his control there, and uh, sure. you know, um, that that can you know, especially his fastball, and that really. Uh, you know, it's the thing. I mean, he's aware of that. Uh, I don't, I don't see that as a problem. Again, it's it, playoffs are very small sample sizes against very, very good offenses. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to, uh, you know, tough to put a lot of weight. I mean, you're talking about, you know, even in the ALDS, you know, 2.1 innings pitched. Uh, against the Yankees, yeah, he has eleven point five seven ERA. I mean, I wasn't talking about. I wasn't talking last year though. What I was talking about was his career. Twenty and two thirds innings is a much bigger sample size. A three point nine two ERA. Well, a lot of those runs. 12, a lot of those runs did come last year. Yeah, mo- that's most. I mean, two thousand seventeen. Uh, you know, ALDS against Houston. I mean, he did uh, pitch two innings and gave up a run. Um, but uh, other than that, 2016, nothing. 13, 12, you know, um, nothing there. A couple home runs last year. Yep. Um, yeah. A couple. Well, and that's, you know, again, uh, uh, you struggle with control, and then then you're trying to get something over the plate when you have to. Yeah, that's the home runs are going to happen in the playoffs in those situations. But, uh, sure. uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew you'd go go there <laughs> well you <laughs> that's the whole idea is we're trying to yes. tear each other down here before we build each other up so i want to i talk, would like to point I, out that i uh, want to talk about hater i would like to point out 
Yeah, haters <laughs> postseason. His ERA is a sparkling zero point zero zero. Yeah, well, okay, that's yeah, and that's and he's got ten. He's got ten innings pitched, so it's not like he's got a small sample size compared to Kimbrel. It's about half of Kimbrel's, and Kimbrel's been pitching for nine years, and Hater's been in. This is his third year in the in Major League Baseball. So Hater. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, right? <laughs> he does have a 2.61 um, ERA at home, uh, which is interesting. Now, you'll say, well, hitters park, but, uh, you know, still kind of kind of kind of washes out Yelich. It's kind of a balances. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> He's definitely not as it good. To, no, it not as doesn't. good the second half. Um, he def, definitely has a weakness when there's runners on second base for some reason. Um, that split popped out, um, which is interesting. Um, I'd say, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to recover from it. Washes out Yelich. I don't even. Uh, I don't even know where to start with that. Hey, I'm. I'm Yelich has. I'm just. <laughs> Picking out some things, just uh, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, the the two or three home runs he's given up completely wipe out the nineteen or so Yelich has hit there this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It totally wipes it out. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, yeah, you might actually. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> might as well just pull Yelich and not play him anymore. Well, Hater does have really. a three point one five ERA second half uh, career. Um, yeah, yeah. Last year, as that usage kept climbing, yes. he uh, he tailed off a bit towards the end of the year. They've used him about the same amount so far this year, so we'll see what happens. But he's been used a little more as a traditional closer uh, with the loss of Canable, like we've talked about a few times now. So well, it could help. It'll be interesting to see because I think that's almost like we talked about. I think that's almost lower leverage than what he had been doing last year. I would like it if the Brewers did. Uh, trade for one more good arm and have that rotating closer or however you want to look at it. Remember what happened with Jeremy Jeffress, too. We haven't even brought him up. He's having a very, very solid season, uh, but he's not being used in the closer role. I don't know if Council is gun-shy after last year in the postseason or if it's just he's so confident in Hater and just really wants these wins that that's where he's going for now. I'm not really... I'm not really 110%, but I tell you what, Jeffress, Guerra, they've had a had solid seasons in the bullpen. Yeah. Sorry, well, I'm rambling. Well, and I, you know, with Kimbrough, I mean, I mentioned it before, lengthening that bullpen. I mean, uh, Brock has been not good. Montgomery, some of them. I mean, you, you, uh, you kind of add that length to the bullpen. You get, you get. Uh, Carl Edwards Jr. is, you know, he when he's on, he is unhittable. But when he's off, he is he's brutal. And this creates a situation where uh, Madden could put in uh, CJ, and uh, if if he walks a batter, just pull him. You got the depth in the bullpen. You got Kimbrel for the ninth, so you don't need to to keep him in there. Um, you know, but if he's on, then then keep him in there. You got Strope and Cishek, um, who yep. are especially good. You know, seventh, eighth inning kind of guys. Uh, you know, and 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 in those situations, um, um, and then uh, Brandon Morrow, who you know, if he can come back, um, he's been on the injured list. He keeps ha- having. He's had some setbacks. It's you know, at this point, they're not counting on him coming back. But if he does come back, 
I mean, you got a guy, you know, 96, 97 okay. miles per hour. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Shenanigans. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> no, 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 no. Baloney. Baloney. Bullpen or baloney. Oh, baloney. Okay, what? All of this is ifs and buts. We don't know what the Cubs have, and we aren't going to know for two months. Baloney. Uh, I will take Josh Hader, a proven commodity, one that's been there. He's way cheaper than Kimbrel. He's the guy I want in my bullpen. Well, Him and his long Kimbrel flowing locks that distract. For people. now, I mean, yes. you got you got a little bit of time. I was checking. I mean, he's he's still you know has arbitration years and stuff like that. But you know, Hader yes. Hader's not going to be cheap later. Um, no, once the arbitr. Well, it depends too. Uh, is he going to go down the? Uh, the Miller route, the Andrew Miller route, where it starts to come apart. I don't think so. That too, I think they're yeah. being they're being careful with them. Well, like you even talked about, uh, Joe Madden would come after the Brewers in a way to try and get Hader in Game One of the series in a situation yeah. where he wouldn't be able to pitch the rest of the series. Right. He's not the only one that tries that crap. Okay, well, that's they smart. do rest. That's, they that's rest smart. Hader. Well, they do rest Hader for a reason, and it's to make sure that he's good to go two innings if they need him. I think the way they use him is safer than how Andrew Miller was used. There's some similarities. I'd have to dig deeper okay. into how Andrew Miller was used, but the prove it right now as everything shows, Josh Hader is the better pitcher at this moment in history. Now, is he the better career overall? Of course not. Kimbrel's been in the league 9 years. He's done some amazing things. You're right, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Josh Hader could be too. Or this could all blow up in two years. We don't know. But if I had to choose for my bullpen today, I'd take Hader over Kimbrel. Yeah, well, um, I would definitely take Kimbrel <laughs> over Hader. So, <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Um, I think you'd take Hader in a heartbeat because of his versatility. You know, he, I think you're just saying that because they signed Kimbrel. You really want to be locked into Kimbrel for $43 million over th- uh, two yes, and a half years I'm good with that. when the Brewers have Hader for way, way I'm less. I'm good with that. Really. And, and with the makeup of the bullpen, I think this is really solid. I do think I do think the Cubs probably need another lefty in the pen. Um, you know, There's been some rumors around. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. And then, like I said, a big question mark with Brandon Morrow. You, you get him back in there. I mean... If he's if Brandon Morrow comes back and the Cubs can pick up, you know, a lefty uh, for the pen, I think you have probably the best bullpen in the National League. Wow, you know, Will, Will Smith maybe <laughs> or or something like that. I don't know, you know. Oh, now you, now the Cubs are going to add Will Smith too. Yeah, why don't you guys just have everybody? I mean, let's talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, that would irritate you. You want huh? today's bullpen or do you want today's baloney? I'll take Hader every time over Kimbrel. I think oh, the two bullpens no, you put that them... is just ridiculous. I would take Kimbrel over. No, Hader it isn't all day. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. If you switched this, if you switched this, and the Brewers had signed Kimbrel, and you guys had Josh Hader in your bullpen, you'd be arguing exactly my argument. Of course, and of that's course why I my would. argument is correct. That's why mine is. Of correct, course, you would, though, because. I wouldn't choose Kimbrel over it Hader. Completely you know I wouldn't. On which team they play for? Kimbrel plays for the Cubs, so Kimbrel wins. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> there's. <laughs> oh man, All we're right. not going to agree on moving this one, on. But... <laughs> no, I. It was a fun. If the fun, if you uh, if the Cubs had Hader and the Brewers had Kimbrel, I'd be happy. The Brewers had Kimbrel, but I don't think I could honestly tell myself that I'd rather. Oh, have Oh, that is the biggest. Yeah, I call baloney on that one. 
Well, we might argue about it that way for the sake of the podcast, but I don't think in my heart of hearts or in your heart of hearts that's what you Oh, in my heart of hearts, I'd take Kimbrough over Hater, but, you know. Baloney. Bull poop. (laughs) Hogwash. I think in your heart of hearts, you're very irritated that Kimbrough landed on the Cubs because I think think if the Brewers are going to get him, I think you even might have said this, you hope he didn't, you were wishing he wouldn't end up in the NL Central, but but he did, and of all teams on the Cubs, so. We both uh, said that. Well, we did both say (laughs) that. Actually, I think you said that first. I did. Actually. Yeah. I, well, it's true. I said if if yeah if Kimbrel isn't going to land on the Cubs, he better not land on the Brewers or any other team in the NL Central. And and luckily it worked well, out. Well, you congratulations. <laughs> You've got the fourth best closer in the division. Oh. Let's move on. <laughs> fourth best closer in the division. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that is. Yeah, Hall of Fame trajectory. Maybe third best. Hall of Fame trajectory. Maybe third best. All right. All right. You know what? I think. Let's go to predictions. We got some work to do here because I don't even know what uh, what we got. All right, all right. So, episode twenty six, you made a prediction about Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, he lost that day. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can chalk that up as a as a big L for me. That was a pretty. I predicted big L. that in his first. Well, it was a pretty bold prediction, and then you made it even more more difficult. But yeah, I predicted that Jimmy would. Uh, well, he wasn't go even close. five innings. Well, he went four innings and gave up four runs or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, his first start back in almost two full years, it was 600 and some days back in the major leagues. It's it's a success just the fact that he made it all the way back. Uh, however, he did not get the win. He did not get the necessary number of strikeouts mm. or least, you know, keep him under three earned runs. That's an L for me. Yeah. Correct. I, now I, but it's a win for the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode 22, I said about Chris Bryan winning NL Player of the Week. Um, this week isn't over, although he'd have to be a monster um, every day for the rest of this week, which is, yeah. That's light. I mean, it's not done, but it's not not looking good. It might as well be. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had Brewers will go 9-3 the next 12 games. I, uh, they are currently seven and four because of last night's loss. So, so that's uh, that's a no no there. That's a loss for you. Yeah, um, it was a close one. Yeah, if the Brewers win tonight, well, if they split with Houston, and then it just comes down to one of those unforeseeable uh, Miami games. I don't even know how that. Uh, happens, yeah, but yeah, that was anyway. fun. Um, schedule right. Easy schedule, tough uh, schedule. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh, ran into a strangely hot Miami Marlin team, and I strangely uh, yeah, hot, it was very weird, or a strangely weak yeah. Brewers team. Maybe not that strange. Well, it was right after the Hira demotion, but Hira wouldn't have made a difference in those kinds of games. Yeah. Uh, well, the first yeah. two were <laughs> massive. It was it was very strange. Uh, anyway. And I think one of those games was the Jimmy Nelson start, wasn't it? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, it was. Okay, and uh, yeah. So um, let's see. Other than that, I I still got Anthony Rizzo will hit 10 home runs um, or more beginning June 5th. Um, I think he's got... Uh, Oh, I had looked. I'm trying to remember now. I think he had... uh, Let me see real quick. Um, June 
So June, he's got one. So he just needs it nine more before the end of the month. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he's looked, he's generally looked pretty good. So we'll see. I mean, you know, he could go on a run, but uh, you know, that was bold. It was bold. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, you got Jimmy Nelson will record two wins by the All Star break. Uh, that's still that's still possible. possible. Keston here a ten plus home runs that's, by the All Star break. Probably not yeah. possible. <laughs> well, no, actually, I think that one's more likely than the Jimmy Nelson one, and here's why: oh. uh, Travis Shaw is still improving, but Jesus Aguilar is not. Uh, sooner or later, they're going to do something, and I suspect that it will be soon i think within the next week maybe two hero will be up that'll give him a couple weeks which is you know it's it's possible that he can hit five more in that span of time he's gone down and played well at triple a again uh jimmy nelson did not pitch well i think he actually got bumped from his scheduled start so i'm not 100 percent sure i gotta you know what let me take a look will you kind of talk about what you want your prediction oh to yeah be well here? i'll, I'll just wrap up a couple Others we got going. We got uh, Kyle Schrober, 900 OPS or greater by the All Star break. That um, he's trending in the right direction now. Um, he's been looking a little better. Yeah, but he's not going to make it. Well, we'll we'll see. He's not going to get to 900. We'll see. Oh, he certainly still could. He definitely could. Mustakas is absolutely raking, and he's only at 931. You'd, he needed a better start if he was going to hit that 900. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris Bryant, um, 25 or more home runs by the all-star break. And, uh, he sits at 13 right now. So he would have to go on quite a run as well. Yes, he would. But that was a bold, that was a bold one. Um, yeah, I did double check on Jimmy Nelson. He is scheduled to start here in about three days, so he hasn't been totally bumped out of the rotation. They're going to give him every chance to get worked up to a longer lather because what the Brewers need right now is pitching, and Jimmy Nelson is a quality pitcher if he's healthy and going well. You have to let him play it out. That's another reason that you go back and you look at our Mustakas Grandal versus Kimbrel talk. The fact that they had Jimmy Nelson coming back eventually made it easier to gamble on the batting instead sure. of having to force something in pitching. Right. Anyway, he's still got a chance at two wins. Yeah. I thought he had been bumped back, but anyhow. All right. Well, anyways, oh. uh, I, I'm ready to make my prediction. Yeah. I got a little quick backstory. I don't know. So I might not. This might not have come up, but I, I might as well mention it. Um, for those of you who don't know, I actually live uh, – um, well, actually, just north of Los Angeles in the mountains, um, but I've been in L.A. for since 2011, um, or mm-hmm. Southern California area, at least. And, uh, um, yeah, so that, you know, let you know, I mean, I grew up in Minnesota. Uh, Dad grew up in Chicago. Uh, I got family in Chicago um, and so forth. Anyways, uh, yeah, I have a blog post on the 90milespodcast.com website talking about how I became a diehard Cubs fan. Anyways, uh, I usually make it to <laughs> some Cubs-Dodgers games every year, and the Cubs and Dodgers play this weekend. They play a four-game set here in L.A. Um, I already, Big set, big weekend. Yes, yes. and that's going to be, yeah. I mean, that's some big games against a very, very good team. Um, the Dodgers... Easily the 
they're the class of the National League, and I don't think there's any shame in saying that. No, right now. I mean, hey, I, you know, I'd rather we don't want to say yeah. it. Yeah, but you kind of have to well, say. Well, I it. don't have I don't have hard feelings against the Dodgers. It's got you know I got a lot of friends here who are Dodgers fans and and baseball fans, and and we talk about it. And of course, uh, you know, they've the Cubs Weak. have played the Dodgers <laughs> uh, well, and the Brewers too. You know, postseason postseason Dodgers. That's that's something else. Yes, um, I I went to. Yeah, I'm not a Dodger fan at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be nice to my uh la friends so i can say this i hate the dodgers yeah. <laughs> well it's heated up the whole thing that's that's for sure you know playing a, uh the same team in the playoffs a lot um and of course i've gone to some of those games and and i do gotta say at least the dodgers fans are generally fairly classy i've gone in full-blown cubs gear yes. to playoff games and i've not felt threatened so that's that's a plus at least um you know it's been <laughs> it's been fun um <laughs> you know yeah, well, if you put on San Francisco nah, gear, you that's might feel another, a little more yeah, threatened. Yeah, that's another story, yeah. of course. So, that's, yeah, I won't, you know, look, wearing Brewer's gear in Wrigley Field is a little dangerous <laughs> sometimes, wow. so. Yeah, well. Eh, I mean, not literally, but, you know. Well, yeah. those are more. The, yeah. you know, San Francisco and L.A. have some history there with their fans, yeah, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, well, uh, so, yeah, so. Cubs Dodgers are playing. Um, I'm going to be at the Sunday game as it stands right now. Whether I I go to another one of the games or not, I'm not sure yet. But um, definitely, I'm, I already got ticket going Sunday with a group of Cubs fans, so that's going to be awesome. Um, you know, be there repping the Cubs, and uh, yeah. So, anyways, prediction. Um, I'm I'm going to say, and and this is both the. A prediction, but it's also it's more of a desire, and it's also something I think that could could be a huge spark. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and predict the Cubs are gonna take three of four or better against the Dodgers in this four game series in L.A. against probably arguably the best team in the National League. And uh, yeah, is that bold enough for you? I don't know. <laughs> three out of four. You made me go eight out of twelve. This is three. No, three nine out of four. twelve. Four you made me go nine out of twelve. Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Take Cubs. The yeah, Cubs. but you give me you give me a hard time because the Brewers only won two out of three in LA. <laughs> you gave me crap about yeah, that. Yeah, four game series like, though oh, is oh, another oh. story though. There's something about four game series that. Oh no no no! You you made it all about uh, playing the Angels and saying, "Well, it was a two and four road trip, so I don't know." <laughs> uh, you've already lost two to the Rockies. I guess yes, you know you're probably a little bummed out the about Cubs it. Still don't you know? Kimbrel's not going to be there, uh, so you got bullpen <laughs> and stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, uh, I I think three out of four is bold, but what do you say? I don't know how to make it more bold. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is there a way you can make it more bold than that? I don't know. <sighs> how can you make it more bold? They win three out of four, and... Well, you like run differential, right? Okay. Okay. So they... Let's see here. Three out of four, and the run differential for the series needs to be... Well, let's see. You need to be at least plus three in order to do it. Plus two. How about a, a how about a minimum plus five run differential on there too? Plus five cumulative over the four game series. Sure. Cubs score five that, or more is, runs than the Dodgers over yep. the whole series, and they win three of four. Is that too bold? 
Is that too much for you? Um, it's up no, there. I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. I mean, they, they winning okay. three, if they win three out of four, they're at least well, they're at least going to be plus three. At least plus. <laughs> I mean, no, plus two because they could uh, they could win by one run in three oh, games sure. and lose by one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. plus two is the minimum. Right, right. And so plus five well, it means, means that they loss have to win. that loss can't be a blowout. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's bold. It's yeah, bold. I think that's plus. That's pretty All bold. Right. That is let's, pretty let's bold. Let's do it. Okay. All right. That was a big push there. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit about wins above replacement, things like that, of that nature. Of course, you're a big, big fan of your Cubs catcher, which makes uh, sense, yeah. right? Uh, best best Wilson catcher Contreras. in the NL in possibly the whole majors right now. And he's just mm-hmm, he's just uh, mm-hmm. getting going. He's just getting going. That's right. <laughs> so you're expecting his numbers to keep getting better. You know, throughout the entirety of the the season, and I'm just looking and I'm thinking about wins above replacement as a catcher. There's so much more to uh, winning ball games than there is at other positions. Yeah, I right? agree with that. Because so, if I look at yeah, if I look at Yasmani Grandal's you know offensive war and defensive war, his offensive war is two point three, his defensive war is negative point five. That means he's been a little bit deficient on the defensive side. Yeah. Well, you know, for and, the basics, but he's been a huge boost on the offensive yeah. side. Well, well, that's, um, he's that kind of a catcher. Def- I mean, there's usually that's where Contreras is is impressive. Um, Actually, if you go two years ago, he was one point two positive on the defensive side. Last year, point six. He's not normally a negative catcher. Is my point. Um, there are some things that happen. He does allow more passed balls than your average guy does, yeah. and it can drive people nuts. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know exactly where Wilson Contreras is right now on his WAR, but I'm going to predict this: Yasmani Grandal is going to have the best catcher WAR in the entire National League at the end of the oh. season. <laughs> overall war offense and defense combined it's a cumulative stat he's going to catch a boatload of games but he's also going to have to be better than every other catcher in order to win that prediction that's basically saying the brewers signed the best catcher in the offseason mm. for the national league now i think he's done it before well, right now but. he's. You're saying war. He's going to have the highest war of any catcher in the national. Correct. League. He's at yeah because catching is catching's a lot more than offense, and I want to make sure that we put all of it together because I think right now he's at like 1.4 overall. Yes, he's 1.4. Uh, Contreras is 1.7. Who else is in that list? I can't find the Ooh, list on yeah. the site baseballreference.com. Yeah, that's uh, anyway. <laughs> that's a deep dive, but I think. I think that's a pretty bold prediction that he stays above everybody else and wins the National League war. Huh. Is it bold enough for you? Do I need to combine it well, with I, I no, no, I think that's that's uh I think that's probably No, I think that's probably bold enough cuz I I don't even think he'll have a better war than Contreras let alone... Well, I think Contreras is going to come back down to earth a little bit. Oh. I also think Yasmani is... Well, I do. I, I think I think if I said Yasmani is going to finish top three in the National League, that wouldn't be good enough because he's that good of a catcher, and we both agree on that. Uh, he's going to put up those kinds of numbers where the offense will rake and look good. I think I think number one overall National League war. That's my prediction. Hmm. For a catcher, you know. He's not going to beat, you know, Yelich in war. Well, right, right. Yeah. Um, 
if you need me to, I'll if you need me to, I'll combine it with twenty five minimum home runs. He's already at fourteen. That shouldn't be a problem. But you know, there's injury possibilities or things like that too. It is a grinding, grueling position to play every day. Hmm. Um. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah i guess um yeah i guess i'm okay i guess i'm okay with that um well i want you to be 100 percent okay tops in the national league and catching war how about this combined with 28 total home runs basically doubling what he has now i don't know if i expect his home run totals to continue to pile up as they are he's been hitting from the right side of the plate he's a switch hitting catcher which increases his value in weird ways if you don't understand how that works in a in a batting lineup it's huge uh having a catcher uh that can hit from both sides of the plate but he's been hitting from the right side better than he has basically ever in his career and i'm not sure i expect that to continue so double the home runs, 28 total home runs, and the tops in war. That should be more than bold enough. Um, <laughs> Are you still giving and hawing? What am I doing wrong here? <laughs> all right. All right. I Fine. <laughs> well, what did you want to add? What do you want to add instead? Instead of 28 home runs, is there something else you wanted to do? No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good with that. Here. I'm good with that. Let's let's go ahead and let's put it on the books. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're we're over an hour into this episode. We've hope you've enjoyed it a lot. We're having a lot of fun with it. I think we've covered a lot of ground today. Don't forget to get signed up at the 90milespodcast.com website. Get on the subscription list so you can win some cool prizes. Uh, we also are a member of Patreon. If you're really enjoying the content, you can go there and contribute to the program. Mm-hmm. If you've noticed, we don't have uh, any direct types of advertising. We are open to that. I, yeah. So if you're considering, yeah, do do that. You know, if you're considering, you should do that. We'd and, be happy to do some reads for and you. Jesse's <laughs> uh, Je- Jesse's share. He'll he'll donate to the Brewers uh, uh, front office. So you know maybe they can. Um, do wow. something I, make I them do, a winning team they do get some of my money they get enough of my <laughs> yeah. money they're fine they're fine take your payroll and well you can you know what you can oh, do okay. with it anyway right. uh that it's a huge payroll man it's the second biggest in baseball and you're acting like oh poor cubs just need one more guy just need one more guy oh. uh you know what I think we covered the National League Central yeah, enough. Yeah, we talked about them already. To, Let's, you know. Pittsburgh's terrible. Milwaukee swept them. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Or did they take three out of four? Either way, Milwaukee's been dominating Pittsburgh. St. Louis is doing St. Louis things. We'll see if we see them again. Cincinnati, usual stuff. Anything you want to add for NL Central? Uh, No, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. (laughs) We've covered the two best teams in the division, and it's not even close. Uh, We've done it thoroughly today. We hope you enjoyed it. Some nice breakdowns on how all of these pieces fit and pit against each other. You know, David Stearns is obviously better than the UFC. Anyhow, uh, Cubs suck. (laughs) Cardinals suck. Brewers suck. All right, let's get out of here. Bye. Yeah, all right, bye.